1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. It is time to talk music news. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? I'm in the middle of acing a football helmet quiz. <laughs> Professional or? Yeah, I was going to say, pro or college. I don't know. Uh, both. Both. Okay. Just, you know, have to wide, wide ranging. You guys you guys are probably good enough. You could even do the high school ones up there. Right? Oh, oh, boy. No, that would no. be pretty tough. I was at a high school football game last night, and I had to ask what the opponent's name was. Huh. Said, what are these guys? These guys are the, oh, okay. Yeah, it was a good game. Good name. What was the name? Warhawks. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. Right. Nobody's going to get mad about Warhawks, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. War might be, you know, I don't know. A lot of good cheers you can build around that name. It's not like cheesemakers or (laughs) (laughs) midgets. Butternut midgets? Kettle polishers or something, you know. Yeah, Yeah, you could do the graders. That's a a good name. Do you have a great name? a hockey name. (laughs) Do you have the graders? Do you have a graders in Michigan somewhere? Not that I know of. Oh, okay. I was thinking cheese graders. Oh, right. Yes. There you go. Uh, Well, Gary, it's a good thing you hear this morning. There's plenty of music news that's piled up. You want to to start with lawsuits? You want to start with tributes to people? Or you want to talk about inappropriate pictures? Also, well, we can never go wrong with inappropriate pictures, right? Well, then it's Tommy Lee who explains Tommy Lee, how Tommy that... Lee gets the nod. So, you know, we, you, you, we had spoken about this a couple of weeks ago. His, uh, you know, his his picture of his Tommy uh, that he put that he put online. Well, he at a concert this week. Uh, they were back on the road, Motley Crue in San Antonio, and so Tommy decided to address the crowd and basically told them it was. It was a two-week break on the tour, and he went on a mother-effing bender, bro. Called everybody bro, even if they were not bros. Um, but he went on a bender and, you know, took, took, some, took some penis pictures. And, you know, he said despite the fact he's usually a breast man, he did put that out there. So he called on the entire stadium of men, all the men in the stadium, to, to do same. And uh, so there was, there was a little bit of action in San Antonio. Mm. I can was, hardly fault him for this. In in the series Pam and Tommy, oh, that thing was a character in the show. It was, ta- it was talking. It had it lines. It yes, it talked. Line. Yes, yes it, it. You know, and, and <laughs> the, the shame is the shame is it hasn't been nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if it if it were nominated for an so Emmy? We, so so I think he's begun to, begun to think of it as a, a person in its own right. So exactly. Uh, so at least now we know what Tommy was up to, as if we couldn't have guessed. But, yeah. but there you go. That's that's how that happened. I don't know that this is the biggest story, but, man, I want to know what she said. Uh, James Hetfield's wife is uh, talking about their divorce. Now, is she a bitter ex-wife, or is she cool, or what'd she say? I think if you read between the lines, so she first of all, you know, James Hetfield and his wife. James Hetfield announced last week that he and his wife of 30 years uh, were divorcing, and they, they've been through the ringer. I mean, he's been through the ringer um, emotionally and psychologically, and he's not hidden that uh, from the world. So TMZ quoted Francesca Hetfield this week as saying, and I quote, after 30 years of ups and downs, but always with a lot of love, I am extremely saddened that my marriage has come to this. 
So that's the quote now. Yeah, I think I think you can read between the lines there that she's not happy. <laughs> and so there may be there may be more of this to come out eventually. I but mean, as hey, far as getting a statement from your now ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife, that ain't bad. No, it's no, it's, <laughs> it is you know, it it's not it's not nailing them to the wall or anything, but it does indicate that there's some bitterness there. And we'll we'll see if we learn anything else, or if not, you know, the, the papers have been filed, and then there will be there there will be the usual legal process of this. There's a couple of Beatles stories this morning. One is that uh, who is it that's not happy that they didn't uh, put Peter, more... Peter Jackson, All right, director Peter... director of Get Back. He had wanted to do an extended version of the Get Back film, you know, which was already what twelve hours or or nine hours. And he felt he had a 14, 15, 16-hour cut in him with a lot of great stuff that was done during those sessions, and he wanted that to be part of the DVD Blu-ray release. Um, he was he was speaking to the Hollywood Reporter this week and said, you know, he just the Apple, the Beatles company, Apple Corps, and also uh, Univer- you know Universal Music and Disney said no. They said that extended there there isn't a market anymore for extended cuts of anything and so they just wanted to put the dvd out as is as it is the dvd was delayed uh due to you know for packaging and other reasons and it kind of landed with a thud you know it's been out there for a while now and nobody knows it's there and i guess it's not selling could that could it not be selling because there's not extras on there and you can still stream it on disney right you can still stream it if you're a disney subscriber why do you need to right spend the money and also take up the storage space at home with the DVD. It's not like they deluxe packaged it or anything. That's always the enhancement to buy that now is it's more than what you saw on TV. Exactly. There's other things so, included. So he's Peter Jackson still holding out some hope. That- and and the Revolver box set. Now, I'll say this about Revolver. I think it is very underrated as far as Beatle albums go. It's almost yeah. forgotten. I don't know that I agree with that because in most Beatles discussions, you you see a lot of yeah, Sgt. Pepper was great, but Revolver was the album. There's a in this and maybe that's that's more limited to Beatles world, you know, than the general public. But I think in in the world of real Beatles fans, that is a hugely popular. A key album, I'd say, certainly number two behind Sergeant Pepper. And if you want to part Sergeant Pepper's, and if you want to be one of the cool kids, then you say Revolver's your favorite. That album. has Eleanor Rigby on it, Taxman. Oh yeah, well that was that was the album where now, and I always argue that Rubber Soul was the one that really started to create the Beatles. You know, that, that wound up on Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, I think they really started that that transition with Rubber Soul which was the one before Revolver. But, yeah, Revolver had a lot of sonic experimentation. Uh, the Beatles had decided not to tour anymore, so we're spending a lot more time in the studio and coming up with uh, all sorts of really good and crazy and kind of ideas that people would copy. And like you said, you know, yeah, Eleanor Rigby, Taxman, Here, There, and Everywhere, Yellow Submarine is on that album, And Your Bird Can Sing. Got to uh, get you into my life. Got to get you into my life. And and the last it's track, Tomorrow Never Knows, which was the real out-there experimental track that was the, the gateway to, you know, Strawberry Fields Forever and then what what can, what happened on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So we're going to get, you know, they have confirmed that we are going to get a deluxe box set. 
you know, much like the others, Sgt. Pepper, Abbey Road, The White Album, it'll have a lot of outtakes, alternate versions. Uh, if you're a Beatles fan or just a fan of music recording process in general, you'll really get to see the evolution of these songs and how they came to be. So I think it's, it's exciting. Anything, you know, you put out from their vaults officially is exciting. And Giles Martin, George Martin's son, is again doing the remixing, and he does a great job. Just incredible they still sell so much. I mean, well, it, it tells they've you, been it around tells you longer how, than the moon landing. And, oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, but it tells you how great, tells you how great the music incredible. was. Yeah. And their tapes apparently didn't burn up in that uh, big uh, vault fire. No, they, they have been kept in England and kept very safe over the years. Elton John and Britney Spears, their uh, collaboration comes out yeah. today. Yeah, it's out today. We've been talking about it for a while. It's called Hold Me Closer, and it's basically a dance, very dancey, synthesized mashup of Rocket Man and The One. And this is the first time in six years Britney's had anything out musically. Well, so she's, I, uh, okay, it's not like it, she's done nothing in the last six years. She had her residency, and she's right. been in, in court a lot. Right. Oh, no, she's definitely been in the public eye, but this is her first time with with some you know new or quote-unquote new music. And Elton was talking to The Guardian over in England about this, and he said, you know, she was, she was very fearful getting into the studio again, getting behind the microphone, because she hadn't done it in such a long time. But he, of course, thinks she did a bang-up job and, and is hoping this will be part of her gateway to healing, gateway into getting back into music and becoming an active entertainer again. How is her voice? Is she uh, sweetened a lot and enhanced a lot, well, or on this track they both are? I mean, this is like this is like his um, "Cold Heart" with Dua Lipa, that big hit he had with her last year. You know, this really is taken into the studio and put through all the all the tools and the toys. And, yeah, and uh, you know, it's fun. It, it's it's actually you know it's a fun track. You know, just like "Cold Heart," it's it's a, it's definitely all about the dance floor. And but but you know, it, it is it's a big deal. And I think I think people I think people like it. I think it'll be very popular. Will it be number one on Spotify next week? I think it'll be number one on Spotify today. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. that's right. We don't need to go week to week to tally stream, the right, numbers. Edu count streams. And I'm Casey, sure it's so just just starting in England this morning. You know, you know, five, six, seven hours ago, whenever when it came out. You know, I'm sure it's uh, it's just doing gangbuster business. <laughs> Brittany and Meghan Markle killing it on Spotify. There you go. Girl power. There we go. <laughs> you want to talk about the VMAs? Yeah, yeah those are coming up uh, this weekend, Sunday night. Um, some breaking news on the VMAs. Eminem and Snoop Dogg are going to perform. and uh, This will be their first time performing live together on TV because they didn't perform together at the Super Bowl. Um, Daddy Yankee is going to be performing from Yankee Stadium. LL Cool J, Nicki Minaj, and Jack Harlow are hosting. And for acts we care about, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to perform, and they're also going to be honored with the Global Icon Award. And, uh, and they're going to, and they're one of their songs, uh, "Black Summer," is nominated in the Best Rock Video category. So that that'll give it a little bit of the rock flavor. A marshmallow. I'm sorry, not marshmallow. A maniskin. That band from uh, from Italy is also on the bill, and they're a rock band. But mostly it's pop, dance, hip-hop world, as it has been for many years. But that's Sunday at 7 o'clock. It's on everything MTV-associated, uh, MTV, VH1, um, BTN, 
there's all you know there's all you if you miss it you're not working hard mtv2 <laughs> i would imagine right it's on mtv2 it's yeah. on mtv.com yeah. you know if you can't find it yeah you're turning your remote you're an idiot <laughs> yeah i think it's on paramount plus it's 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 it's, it's out there so uh, you know, we'll see. What's uh, Snoop Dogg's uh, cartoon going to be about? Like, it, What do you think? It's going to be about dogs. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, no, the Snoop Dogg, it's an animated children's series. It's called Doggy Land, and, uh, and it's uh, kids' songs and nursery rhymes. So it's going to, Snoop is voicing the main character, whose name, of course, is Bow Wizzle. Mm. And uh, it's, it's on YouTube. You can, uh, you can find it there now. And you can, and there's going to be a companion album released as well, and it's it's very family friendly. It's very, you know, Snoop has that side of him as well. I always thought yeah. that uh, Scooby Doo probably smelled a lot like weed, but with hanging around well, Shaggy, Shaggy all the time. I was going to say, you think Shaggy might have been <laughs> just, a stoner with the so, uh, did the microbus tip you off? So I'm just kind of wondering if there will be any sort of uh, uh, references. Suspicion you know, that there might be a lot of weed floating around there in, in, in Snoop's cartoon yeah. because we've already been desensitized to that with uh, Scooby Doo. We have been. That's 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 a good point to make. I've not seen any evidence of that yet, other than the whole concept clearly being coming out of a bong. But uh, what if it's more like East Coast West Coast? Oh you know, boy. with, with yeah, Scooby. You have the, uh, yeah, right. You could you could have a little bit of gang warfare between yeah. the dogs. Scooby oh goes rolling by. Oh boy! Oh, I, I would love that. <laughs> don't hold your don't hold your breath. I'm unless, I probably shouldn't. Here's yeah, the dumbest complaint of the week, Gary, and I can't believe it's uh, coming from from you to us. Michael Jackson's nephew gripes about Harry Styles being called the new king of pop. Yep, this comes from Taj. Jackson. Yeah, this comes from Taj Jackson, Michael's nephew, who's who's also working he? on a he's also working on a documentary about him, by the way, but so Rolling Stone magazine in the UK on the on its latest cover, it's Harry Styles, the new king of pop. And so Taj and he's not the only one. There's been a lot of uh, online backlash, social media backlash about this. But Taj come came out on Twitter saying, you know, there's no there's no new king of pop. There's there's you know that the title has been retired, and uh -huh. he's he's respect. He says no. You can't have it. We retired that. Can't have it. Too late. No, that's ours. Right. Mm. <laughs> How do yep. you retire that? Well, I, I, well, you do. You just if you're the family, you say it's retired, and you know somebody's just got to say, well, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But but he's not being. You know, he does say no disrespect to Harry Styles. He's mega talented. Give him his own unique style. So it could be his his own unique. I'm sorry, his own unique title. Rock, so I want you be. to change the open and make me the king of pop. <laughs> <laughs> not the voice of beef anymore. There you go. Yeah. What? So a you'll get Taj Jackson. will tweet about you. What a stupid complaint. Beastie it's, Boy action figures. Yeah. Yeah. We can go by. There's a there's a new line of sabotage inspired action figure figures. So that's from the video uh, to sabotage. You know the guys in, in the you know as they're like private detective alter egos in the suits and the shades and the wigs. So now you'll be able to go and get action figures um, based on those, and you can put them, put them next to all your other uh, cool pop how, culture. Uh, how tall are they? What's, uh, can we have them come... fight with the, the, min, the Ninja Turtle action figures? Or... It, depends, it depends which Ninja Turtle action, tur action yeah. figure you get. I, I want them so. G.I. Joe size. I don't like the big 10-inch well, tall. Old yeah. G.I. Joe size or new G.I. Joe size? No, old. The old when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah the... we remember when action figures were action figures. Right, right. 
That's right, with movable joints, and, kung yep. fu grips, uh-huh. right? And, <laughs> Your own uh, space capsule, and absolutely no genitalia. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want that now either. That was shot off. I don't want that. That's right. Yeah, it was shot off in combat. He was a hero. And hey, the, uh, uh, does Taylor Swift get sued every week or uh, every at day? least every month? Yeah, seems like every month. So this one's a real interest. This is going to be real interesting in the courts. You know, she had just gotten past uh, the other lawsuits for Shake It Off. Um, which she, she was victorious. Now there is an author of a book that was called Lover who is suing Taylor Swift for violating her copyright, not on music, but, for, but on vibe, as well as design. Um, you know, this, this author, uh, her name is LaDart, and she, she says that her book, that, t- that Taylor's album Lover, copies the look of her book, the color scheme, the design, you know, some of the the illustration sensibility, as well as, like I said, she says, the vibe of it. Um, a lot of legal experts are saying this one's not going to go much of anywhere. Among, among other things, you have to prove that Taylor Swift was aware of this book. How much model. more can Taylor Swift take? She gets the, you fly your jet too much, you stole uh, Shake It Off, now you took my whole book. I mean, come on. This is this is the deal you you make for megastardom. Okay. I'm fine. I was just kind of yeah. trying to no, but it is. act this sympathetic. Is, I don't the, care. This is the trade-off. Yeah. You know, you want to be you want to be a megastar. This is this is what happens. How much of this has actually crossed her desk? I mean, cuz she has I think she hears about everything. Okay, hears about it, but uh, how much? Well, I think think she's consulted, and, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want us to try to settle? Do you want to, uh, you know, do you want us to fight it? I think she makes, I I do think she makes those decisions. What if she says, that's ridiculous, I've never even heard of this book? Or what if she says, oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, I did steal from that. Well, if, if, yeah, if she. And she'll pay. If she did, you know. Hey, if she didn't, she'll fight it because that's what she did with uh, the Shake It Off loss. All right, where do you want to finish up this week, Gary? Where do we want to finish? Well, I, you know, just the head, the headbanger in me wants to uh, talk about Pantera and this new, this new version of Pantera that's that we've heard about. That's going to be the two surviving members, as well as um, new new members, Zach Wild, same, you know, from Ozzy Ozzy, Charlie Benante from Anthrax. Uh, people are both ambivalent and very excited about this, but we'll get our chance to judge it in December. Uh, they're going to debut uh, December 2 at the Heaven and Hell Festival in Mexico. Then they go down to South America for the three Not Fest festivals that Slipknot's uh, putting on. So, and, and they are expected to tour in 2023, you know, back, back here in North America. So it's you know we'll get our we'll get our chance to see you know what this is like. It's kind of weird that you know especially when you're replacing a principal member like Dimebag Daryl, the guitarist right. in this band, and and as well as the two brothers, it would be kind of like Michael Anthony and either David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar going out without a Van Halen in a Van, in Van Halen. So does this need any need anybody's blessing? To go, or is it? The, Apparently, has it. You know, I'm sure the I, I'm sure the Abbott family. You know, Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul's estates. I'm sure they have were consulted and checked off on this because we would have heard about it already if we didn't. And I, and I think it's just a matter of again the two surviving members going to him and saying, "Look, we can tour as Pantera. We can take this out. We can make a boatload of money. Are you on board?" And yes, we are. All right. Well, we're uh, on. And, and, 
and you know, and supposedly this is honoring the legacy. So we'll oh. we'll be the judge of that in December. You had me at boatload of money, Gary. There you oh. go. Oh, it is. <laughs> what? All right, All Gary. Right. We'll talk All to right. you next yeah, week. Have a great weekend, Gary Graff, our music expert.